0: Welcome to What Would Ani Say podcast, where three Annis share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada, with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean-Canadian female leaders, hosted by TK, Yuna
1: Lee,
2: and Deli Hong. Welcome to episode 11 of What Would Onni Say podcast. We are back after a short hiatus and today the Unnis are here to talk about image and beauty standards. According to the Collins Canadian English Dictionary, beauty is a combination of all the qualities of a person or thing that delight the senses and mind. As such, beauty is a multifaceted concept that evolves across time and culture woven with political and societal implications. We explore how the different ideals of image and beauty affected us growing up as Korean females in Canada and reflect on how we are finding our own authentic beauty in our lives.
1: Okay, so um, beauty is obviously highly regarded in any culture, but we noticed that there are some obvious and like stark differences between the Korean versus the Western beauty standards. Um, So growing up, we observed these things and it affected us in one way or another. Um, And we're going to dive in and talk about some of these differences. So Ellie, uh, what are some of the beauty standards that you observed growing up and how did they affect you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like uh, I would like to start by speaking to some of how the beauty skin standards um, affected me growing up and what I observed kind of growing up as a Korean female in Canada. So I remember growing up in Oakville, Ontario and observing a lot of my Western friends going away to Florida or Hawaii for the holidays and getting bronze skin um, during the harsh Canadian winters. And the message I was receiving was bronze skin was, was desirable. Uh, and I actually even remember one of uh, my friends trying to achieve this bronzed look and using like a tanned lotion like she sprayed it all over her body and it actually I don't know for some reason it made her skin like orange (laughs) um and I just remember like yes as ridiculous as that was like you know it was something that was desired you wanted to have that tanned look um because that was what was a good look to have, I like guess, especially in, in in the winter. Um, however, when I went to go visit Korea, I observed it was more desirable to have this like white, translucent, fair skin. Uh, so I remember when I was in Korea one summer, actually buying like a sun umbrella um, and like buying more skin products that would... Um, light in my skin like BB cream um, and like also noticing a lot of the women like at the makeup stores would have like really pale makeup almost to the point they look like ghosts and like porcelain dolls um and this was kind of quite ubiquitous around um korea and uh when i came back to canada i remember i tried using like the sun umbrella and then people giving me like weird looks um so like definitely i noticed like a stark difference in terms of like skin standards or what was thought to be like kind of beautiful in terms of skin and that was kind of conflicting cuz like i would almost need to like change um depending on if i was in korea or kind of in 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 canada um and i think another beauty standard that uh personally affected me growing up was definitely like eye beauty standards obviously as a korean female growing up in canada um surrounded by a lot of western friends who literally would just need to put on like mascara and their eyes would just like pop and i would put on mascara and obviously with asian eyes the eyelashes go down so like i didn't really use the eyelash curler then and it just like would not have that same effect on my eyes and I wanted like those like kind of like big like western eyes with like you know the iris that you could see and I remember wanting that like growing up and in an attempt to make my eyes look bigger I remember um growing up I would put like a very thin thick layer of eyeliner on top of my eyes and I actually remember like looking back to old photos and I was like oh my god like I put so much like eyeliner on and I thought it was like cool and I thought it made my eyes look bigger um whereas like now I more so embrace like the way my eyes actually look and I don't need I don't feel like I need to put on like such a thick layer of like eyeliner um so yeah I think I think personally for me I mean those two beauty standards um kind of yeah, kind of affected uh, how I saw myself and kind of what I thought was was beautiful. Uh, How about you, Yuna?
1: Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I share a similar kind of um, sentiment and similar kind of memories growing up, but coming from a different place. So because like I grew up when I was younger um, and when I was in my teenage years, when I started caring about my looks and things like that, um, I grew up in Korea. And that's where I absorbed, like, I guess, like, my first idea of beauty. And it was still, like, a, a lot more of a westernized look that I perceived as being beautiful. So, like, this was mainly from, like, um, Korean, like, celebrities on television and, like, um, like, in Korean dramas and pop stars. And they would always have, like, this kind of... Um, more of a like almost a Caucasian look like they're Asian but they would have like bigger eyes than an average person and like their noses would be like slim and tall Um, so they had like a lot of these Mm -hmm. like facial features that aren't typical of like um, an Asian woman so this is what I observed as being um, like an ideal standard when I was growing up And like, to be honest, it just didn't really seem like it was something that I could ever achieve at that point because like my face looks so different than those people. So it was like, um, there was a definitive like line that I felt that like I couldn't cross in order to get there. In order to get there, I would need like a ton of plastic surgery and like everything about my body would need to be changed. Um, And then once I immigrated, I realized that like these beauty ideals that seemingly were like outside of my reach was like suddenly like everywhere because like my Caucasian friends like all look like that they actually embodied these ideals Mm. of like having huge though like eyes with like you know crazy long eyelashes like you said and um Mm -hmm. like translucent skin and like very like angled um kind of like facial structures And so I think once I immigrated, my confidence level actually was like, it plummeted because I would often think to myself, okay, like these people were born like this, but how come I wasn't born like that? And on top of that, when I had immigrated, there weren't like as big of an Asian population in my neighborhood. And so some kids made a fun of my like very Asian, almond shaped eyes. And I don't think it was anything that was, like, mean-spirited. But they were, like, a little bit, like, curious and a little bit, like, oh, like, you look different. Um, and they would just really innocuously say things like, oh, can you see okay with your eyes? And I would be like, how dare you say that? <laughs> so it oh, was, wow. like, in a way, like, it, yeah. it hit me very deep. But, like, they didn't mean it in um in a like a mean way or anything it was just a little bit of a joke that they you know would say
2: totally i mean i could totally relate to some of the stories you shared there you know about like how like growing up how you just want to belong and i think there's beauty uh standards and belonging um intertwined in that and how like growing up um in canada and being surrounded by people or western people that have more of these like standards that we're not beauty standards or eyes or or a tall nose that we're not necessarily born with and we want to sometimes maybe have those features because we're surrounded by that growing up and how that could affect our sense of um like how how we perceive our own features and how beautiful we thought we were um in our own skin and in our own bodies
1: yeah especially because like i saw like the korean celebrities when i was younger And they actually look like that. And I grew up to observe those things as being ideal. And then I saw all of a sudden, like when I was in Korea, not a lot of my friends actually look like celebrities. You know what I mean? But then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, when I was in Canada, like people that went to school with me and would sit next to me actually look like that. And so it was kind of like a mind bending, I think thing for me like a little bit psychologically damaging maybe <laughs> <No>, way. <wait. laughs> <No>. oh. <laughs> maybe it's a little bit extreme <laughs> but it was yeah that's how I experienced it um and so like I more and more like coveted the double eyelid that would you know open up my eyes and make me look more like those color- Korean celebrities or like even like my Caucasian friends and that's when I, um, like, embarked into, like, this world of, like, kind of, like, I guess, like, a, you could say a branch of Korean beauty. And there's so many apparatuses and so many tools that could give you that double eye, like, appearance. Like, you name any of them. I've tried all of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I've tried, like, the double lid eye, like, the tape. I've tried, like the fake eyelashes i've tried the circle lenses like that make your pupils look bigger just so you can have like that doe eyed look but it was like one of those things it's like you're not like you don't keep those things permanently like you wear those things to go out into the world to feel a little bit better about yourself but then you come home and then you like remove those things and then all of a sudden i you're like who is this person in the mirror like I don't look like that anymore. So it was kind of a confusing Mm. time for me where like I wanted something that I didn't really have. And I would go to extreme lengths to preserve that look. And that meant sometimes like I was avoiding a lot of like activities. For example, having to go in the water, like swimming or going somewhere overnight, like camping. And these things just weren't enjoyable for me like in those times because then it it meant that I couldn't keep up those appearances. And without those appearances, I just didn't know who I was. And I didn't feel like I was beautiful enough to matter or, you know, to be liked.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely had similar experiences. Like I told you about like how I felt like I needed to wear eyeliner to make my eyes look big. And I remember I had like a red eye infection and my doctors like stopped wearing eyeliner and I could not do it. I literally could not leave my university dorm without wearing eyeliner because i did not like the way my eyes looked without eyeliner which is insane to think about now but that was just the power and the hold of like how i wanted to maintain this look and i didn't want other people around me my friends um you know to to see my eyes without eyeliner because i didn't want them to like judge how my eyes looked without it um and they probably didn't but it was just in my head this warped version of like beauty right right um so yeah how about you tk how how have beauty standards affected you growing up and um could you relate to any of our stories as well
0: yeah i think um i completely agree and resonate with the stories that you guys told um, just now Um, but i think one thing i do want to talk about is a stark difference between different body shapes or figures Um, that are um, advertised, I would say, or encouraged in a Korean society versus Western society. So obviously, you know, I loved watching Korean variety shows and drama growing up. Um, But when I was watching, you know, female Korean celebrities, um, they have very extremely slender body figures. It was almost like there was favorability for you know, slender body figure that looks almost uh, breakable or, you know, could be easily blown away in the wind. And that was kind of taken as a compliment. So while watching them on TV shows and dramas growing up, like I thought that was something I had to strive towards. Um, And then when I immigrated to Canada, you know, when, you know, reading magazines like Seventeen or Teen Vogue, if you guys remember, Um, going to chapters and stuff like that, and watching music videos on MTV. Like, I recall, like, standard, like, slender body figure was also preferred, but also, like, very voluptuous at the same time. Like, when things are supposed to be in, like, your waist, like, it's in. Like, you have a small waist. But, like, places where they're supposed to be out, they're out. Kind of like your hips, so, like, very... Um, hourglass shaped uh, body figure whereas I think in Korea it was more celebrated that you just have a over overall like a very skinny slender body figure um, so that really caught my eye when I was re- reflecting back on like some of the differences that I observed growing up um, and I don't know about you girls but like I remember Um, Trying to find like what type of food like Korean like female celebrities would eat as part of their like everyday diet Um, And then I figured out that you're supposed to eat at like a caloric deficit Um, But obviously like now I know better but like at that time like I didn't do enough research To understand like how to have a balanced meal and like everyday diet that they have may not be healthy So make sure like you're eating properly um so I would just try to follow their diet which was super unhealthy I think and um you know you are supposed to be in like a hungry state like most of the time and I only did cardio like as my main exercise like how terrible is that and like using the scale to check like how much I weigh it wasn't even about like my muscles or my fat content or anything it was just like how much do I weigh like did I lose weight versus like a week ago or something um, so I was trying to achieve like that Korean like slender body figure but at the same time like try to ad- adhere to like the western culture where you know you try to look more hourglass like. So I remember I don't know if you guys did this too but like you'll go to like Victoria's Secret or something and try to buy like those like double push-up bras. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, just, absolutely. Yeah, just and to, you like, really make sure, them, like you can't really breathe in
1: them cuz like it like squeezes you yeah. so much.
2: It's like a corset system. <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah.
0: tough. Um yes. Yeah, so so like making sure like you know i have like the undergarments that would like help to make me look like that so obviously looking back like they're very idealistic beauty standards and like their aspirations that are very difficult to achieve unless you want to like go through surgery or like physically you know change your body shape but i remember just going through like the korean variety shows the dramas and the music videos and everything else and trying to find like the right balance to achieve both Um, was really really hard (laughs) I don't know about how you guys felt yeah it's like
2: being like super skinny but then also having curves like you need to have like fat on your body to have curves as well on top of muscle so uh, it's really hard to achieve I remember um, going back to what you said TK about like the slender body being very idealized in Korean culture. I remember being shocked at when I looked at like Korean actors, like weights, like I remember, you know how you go on, like you're like researching up on this Korean actor you like. And I remember like there were these Korean actors that were like older than me. And I remember being like shocked at their weight. I'm like, Oh my God, they're like 20 20- pounds lighter than me like how like how are they so small like and like I don't know like I'm I'm not a big person so I was like oh my god like they're like my height and they're like skinnier and they weigh way less and I just remember like yeah just like being like wow like how are they so light like (laughs) do they like not eat like I just remember like thinking that growing up and um yeah just being shocked
0: and I think that has to do with like exposure too because I think for all three of us, like mm. the only way for us to get exposure to Korean culture was, aside from when we actually go back to Korea to visit, was through mm. media like variety shows, like dramas and movies, and you know they have this like cultural um, like expectation to keep kind of their slender body figure and everything else. So it's like the only exposure we had of Korean culture and the beauty standards, I think was a lot through media and that's what we consumed. So I think that also played an impact of like that is there every day. So we have to look there every day.
1: I totally agree with that. And also I think there was, I don't know if it still is prevalent. I think it is, it has faded out. But when I was watching those variety shows, there was like a huge kind of culture of fat shaming. So it wasn't even that like, like fat people were, um, like not only were they not shown like in a positive light, but they were also like overtly kind of shamed. And in like comedies or in kind of like the uh, shows where they people would just like make fun of people, other people. It was usually like, you know, if you were fat, then people were free to like make fun of that and apply all kinds of judgments, like oh, like you're lazy or you eat too much or you have no discipline or. You know, like all kinds of things were like assumed and applied and like we watched some of that growing up. So no wonder we think that being fat is, you know, bad
2: yeah um that reminds me of like a lot of like korean dramas i grew up like watching a lot of them had like that like cinderella kind of theme where like the girl is like really like ugly almost and then she was like bullied and like mistreated and even though she had like a kind heart just because she was like ugly or like not as like pretty like she almost got like bullied and then like a lot of the storylines would be like oh and then she has like a makeover she's like the cinderella moment and she's like made beautiful and then suddenly she can get the guy she gets the job she gets all these things so it's almost like i know how much they try to say like oh like what's on the inside but sometimes i feel like a lot of the korean dramas communicate like no as a as a girl you have to be like beautiful because like that is like what will get you power and like will move you up in society so like i felt like a lot of the dramas i watch in um korean dramas i watch kind of like made me like absorb some of those um like almost like ways of thinking um subconsciously and i didn't even realize and it was only when i was like older that i was reflecting on that and i was like oh like that's actually not a healthy way of thinking and i had to like correct a lot of that but growing up when i was younger i just kind of like absorbed it and i was like oh yeah like i don't want to not take care of how i look because then i'll be treated this 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 or um that kind of way you know
0: yeah for sure and i I think, you know, exposure to media will always be constant. And I think Mm -hmm. if not, it really has intensified on social media, like with social media and like technological advancement, like having our phone, like literally like all the time, like 24-7 and having information available everywhere. It just provides more opportunities to influence our thoughts on beauty standards. Like if you go on Instagram, for example, there's so many accounts of girls um, that are just kind of showing off their beauty, their body figure, their skin, you know, everything. Um, and I feel like, you know, back in the day when we were kids, like that was not available. So I feel like we had very limited opportunities to be exposed to that other than, you know, like mainstream media and like magazines and stuff like that. So um, I think it's really important to make sure like we we recognize that. Like it's also... it probably has intensified Um, it's not going to stop but I think we just need to be more self-aware
2: yeah um, that just reminds me I I recently had like this like moment where I was literally at Loblaws just in front of Loblaws like people watching because I was like waiting for someone to get groceries and I just remember just like observing like how people were like like people's like beauty what people were wearing and I was like yes like just reminding myself like this is what normal people look like (laughs) you know what I mean because sometimes like I feel like throughout the day with like media and like Instagram like you almost get like brainwashed into thinking like normal people look like this but they don't like normal people do not look like influencers if you go to Korea like normal people don't look like those uh, Korean like actors or models but if you just like walk outside your street and just look at like the average person like 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 no one is conforming to these idealistic ideals of beauty that we all like strive for so like i find it sometimes like helpful for me just to like look outside my own window and just be like okay like this is what's normal like this is my community this is what's around me not looking at like media and trying to strive for these like people um like these people beauty or like trying to mimic it um when their whole job is to like portray that image of perfection right
1: yeah i think that's very interesting um i also have an observation but i think it might be a slightly like maybe on a tangent um or like a rather just a different perspective i think that with the rise of like social media it's i don't know i feel like beauty has almost like become diversified because now it's like everybody can be like on youtube anybody can be on instagram and you know call themselves an influencer so now we do have like a lot more diverse body types like there are shorter asian girls and there are larger you know people um that are influencers and you can follow these people and you can look at um like just i feel like when i was growing up and when i was very little like these celebrities were like stars with like impossible ideals because like they were just like so much taller and so much skinnier and they just didn't really even look like real people but i think nowadays like with influencers or like youtubers um i feel like that range is like a lot more diverse um and it's almost like because like It can also be more international, like you can look at someone from like Jakarta or, you know, like India or like wherever and they're just, you know, within the reach of a button rather than like if you were to like look at um, people from other cultures, like you would have needed to like, you know, like turn on their TV, TV, um, like channel or something which we didn't really have access to. So in a way, I think like um, beauty standards are becoming more diversified, but I think I do agree that it's also like a lot more in our faces and we get like longer exposure time to it. So we definitely need to watch out like what we're exposing ourselves to. And I think it's really interesting that like, you know, there is still a difference between like if you were to look at your screen and scroll through this, um, the screen Versus like if you look out the window, it's, it's kind of a different world still, right? But I wonder because like we've closed that gap so much like through the time and evolution of culture, I wonder if it's going to be that that gap will someday actually close and it'll be the same thing that you see on your phone, phone screen versus what you see um, when you look out the window. And then this is kind of, um, this is a real tangent, so I will make this really quick. (laughs) But um, I was, um, I recently came across, you know, like the metaverse, um, which is becoming like a really hot topic these days. And in metaverse, like your external, I guess, like appearance no longer matters that much, right? So it's kind of an interesting like world that um, a person can choose to be in. And you can choose, like, the way you look. Um, and you don't have to be confined to, like, what you're born with. So I think that's an interesting time that we're kind of, like, coming on to. And, yeah, just... Um, it's, it's kind of scary. And just because, like, we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, but also a little bit exciting. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Um, I would say I... Didn't really think about it that way, but I I do agree with you on how social media and technological advancement really close the gap on even diversity on beauty standards. Um, So that's a really good point. So I started kind of thinking about, okay, like who did I come across as maybe influencers or celebrities who are now defying the traditional body body or beauty standards um, that are really advocating for um, authenticity um, and diversity and inclusion on that so that's a really great point I haven't personally checked out metaverse so I don't know what to tell you um, but I, I think I, I want to reel back our conversation a little bit on that and you know what kind of actions that we personally maybe took to um, understand and embrace beauty standards that make sense for us So I think for me, like obviously exposure to media still impacts me, you know, to this day, but. Um, when I was trying to embrace, you know, beauty standards and what it really means for me throughout the years, fostering self-acceptance um, through like journaling and positive affirmation really helped. to start because I think I was really harsh on myself to be like you have to be this skinny, you have to weigh this much, you have to look like them, uh, like the the Korean celebrities and you like the Western celebrities that you see um, on media. So I think that really helped to start the journey um but also now i am more keen on like healthy look and like how happy i feel so i know ellie talked um a lot about you know like kind of listening to your gut feeling and like what your body's telling you and i kind of think about that the same way on like beauty standards so Um, if I see you know like an absurd beauty standard like in my face then you know like I just kind of ask myself like is this worth following or trying out or is it just like not me like I'm not even gonna you know try to like like embrace kind of that standard Um, so I think it just kind of listening to that and also being like just finding my own like level of healthy like in terms of weight, you know, how I talked about body figure um, and like other beauty standards. So that really helped me to like embrace both Korean and Western beauty standards, but also make it mine and be comfortable and content with that. But how about you, Yuna, like any action items that you took for yourself when you started trying all those Korean, like those double eyelids and whatnot (laughs) to where you're now? (laughs) I think
1: that like for me, it wasn't like so much an action item. I think it for me, it was more of like a gradual realization of like where um, that drive was coming from. And I think like personally for me, um, like belonging and acceptance is really very important to feeling whole and feeling happy and feeling like I'm full of love. so once I realized that like my beauty pursuits were really just about acceptance I could also I realized I could also seek um acceptance from like other sources that were healthier for me because like with beauty standards it was like a never-ending venture to be honest and sometimes I felt like it was actually a trap because like they always were changing and like I could never catch up to them um And frankly, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, there's money that I'm spending that goes into pockets of people that don't care about me, that I don't belong to, and, like, what good does that do for me, right? So I started to question, like, what makes me feel good and what message do I want to send to my body and soul to feel loved and accepted? Um, And a lot of that came from, like, having, like, Close people in my circle that I could really talk to, um, people that are very accepting and rather than judging, and from that place, I think is it was a lot easier for me to um, get to a place of acceptance for myself. Um, and from there, it was kind of a release where, like, beauty didn't have to be about like chasing standards, but. It could be, like, a fun thing. It could be, like, a creative endeavor. You could just try it out because, like, you didn't have to, you know, meet a certain standard. And then if you didn't like it, you could just change it because it's just, you know, just makeup or just a hairstyle or just a look. Um, and that way, like, it was fun because, like, you know, I think intrinsically, like, we seek beautiful things and, like, it's it should be fun and it should be cherished to have those endeavors um in my opinion when you accept yourself and you accept people around you then you can see more beauty all around as well so i mean not to say that i'm on that train all the time <laughs> <but>
0: of course <laughs> nobody's, on that, nobody's on that train all the time nobody's on that train all the time yes
1: but yes. i try Truth. to be on that train more times than not and i think like i I'm more familiar with the feeling of being on that train, therefore, I can find it more easily when I'm off of it and sometimes feeling down about my about myself or, you know, um, feeling like I want to judge myself or judge other people. Mm. Yeah. And how about you, Ellie?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've definitely, again, going back to uh, my previous stories, about like kind of eyes and wanting my eyes to look bigger. I think I'm like definitely way more accepting. I think now like small Asian eyes are a lot more beautiful. And I think it just has to do with like growing up like I didn't have a lot of like Asian friends, so I just like I just didn't see it other than like in media, but then in media you have all the <laughs> the Korean actors that have like huge like double eyelids. So like I just never saw it as like beautiful growing up because I just didn't see it as much in my neighborhood growing up. So that's kind of where I was coming from. And then as I got older and saw it more and saw it being embraced in other people and friends of mine as beautiful, it just became like more, I became more accepting of, I think, Asian eyes and as as like truly beautiful. Um, and I think, um, like mirroring what you said Yuna. know I think definitely having those like authentic conversations with with close friends about any like beauty insecurities that I might be feeling or um to correct almost any blind spots because I sometimes think like we're so hard on ourselves and we don't see like what beauty features we may already have um and just having those like close people in your circle to tell you like no like you know you're beautiful in this way you're beautiful in this way you're being too hard on yourself or like I didn't even notice like that big thing that might my- be you might think is like oh my god this is so not pretty to your friend is like I didn't even notice that or like what are you talking about that's so beautiful so I think it just helps kind of like correct and like give you more perspective and to like kind of help you appreciate more what you already have been blessed with and I think it's just like that reminder I think is a helpful practice of kind of fostering that self-acceptance and being less less judgy and I realized like before when growing up when I would judge my beauty more uh, it's interesting or when I cared more about like my beauty in a way um, I found I would like judge people more around me so it's interesting because like you kind of strive for beauty because you want to feel more accepted and belonging but in a way like it makes you feel less like that because then you kind of get in your head and you think people are judging you more because you're thinking about your beauty all the time. So it's kind of like a catch 22 I find um thinking like too much about beauty because it makes you feel like more insecure which actually makes you more isolated and like less like vulnerable and less like open and and actually being able to connect with people in a very authentic way.
1: And that just reminds me of a very funny scene from a movie that I adore, Mean Girls about Mm -hmm. where they're all standing in front of a mirror it's like these beautiful girls that are like the most popular ones in the school and they just start like you know judging themselves in the mirror and they list like all of their like most hated traits like oh my pores are huge my nail beds suck and like just whatever like ridiculous things like that and like they all kind of like lament it um so, yeah, that's that's just what I re- what um, your story reminded me of is that you can be on that train or you can be mm. on the train of <laughs> acceptance.
2: Acceptance, much better train, much better train. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, that actually reminds me of like this TED talk, which was really um perspective shifting for me. I remember watching, um, which was about a model. She came up on the TED stage, absolutely beautiful, has all those like conventional, um, you know, Caucasian Western beauty standards that you strive for. She's a model, um, and she just kind of opened up about how herself and all her model so-called model friends that you think oh my god they're so beautiful they must be so happy they actually she she said that she was like one of the most insecure people and so were her friends because they were constantly seeing flaws it was like never Mm. like they were never pretty enough and like it was just like wow like there's this woman who has what i think society tells us that we need to strive for yet she's kind of like you know having the same mental struggles, if not worse than 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 other um, other ladies um, and other uh, other females like like her, who maybe aren't as objectively uh, beautiful in the traditional conventional sense. So I thought that was like really like eye opening. Um, so I think um, that being said, I think true beauty is like. I've come to realize slowly <laughs> it's a process it's really like that energy that radiates from you when you're really truly comfortable in your own skin um and 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 like again, me saying that like i'm not i don't have it all figured out but i'm definitely more comfortable in my skin now than i was in my 20s and i think it's just kind of like that constant practice of having like self-compassion and not requiring perfection all the time of my outer appearance like I get ready way like I I spend way less time getting ready now like (laughs) I get ready for work in like 10 minutes versus like I remember in high school like I would have to like do all these things I feel like to like get out the door because I felt like I needed to like fit a certain beauty ideal whereas now it's like I care less almost um I do still care but I definitely care less than in my 30s than I did in my 20s if that makes sense
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think that makes total sense and uh, speaking of you know like going to your close friends Mm -hmm. for kind of validating you know hey like am I just going crazy or like are you guys on the same boat as me like you know in terms of beauty standards um, I thought it would be really cute to kind of call out maybe our favorite beauty features about ourselves and each other almost kind of like a reassurance um, so thought that would be really cute so um for yeah so for me to start i i think out of everything i really like my arms um i think it's also because i was like striving so hard towards like looking so skinny um so i you know try that's still like very much ingrained in me but i know my arms like i actually don't gain a lot of Uh, fat on my arms like they're just very naturally slender so if I wear anything that's like um, you know showing off my shoulders or anything like that like the fit is very nice (laughs) so that's something that I'm like yay like one thing going for me Um, but when I was like thinking about a beauty feature for you girls like definitely for Ellie that came to my mind was like your legs like your legs are so pretty like <laughs> and so proportioned to your body so I feel like your legs are really long whenever you take photos and they look so proportionate and so nice and I was like I could have Ellie's legs Aww. <laughs> I was like Ellie has nice legs and then for Yuna um, for you I was like oh my god like if I I am like this, like swooning as a girl, like imagine I'm a guy. Like sitting like in front of you, like going on a date or something. I would like totally fall so hard for your smile and your dimples. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is like my favorite of Yuna. Like I'll be swooning so hard as a guy. Like I am right now. So like imagine. <laughs> um, but one thing I also wanted to highlight was like overall, like I outside of like all of the beauty features love the fact that we're sharing our thoughts like our minds and like our very similar but different attitude towards life um and having like our podcast as like a really good avenue to share that um you know amongst ourselves but with you know our community um i think it's awesome so i just wanted to highlight that but i don't know ellie how about you like what are your favorite like beauty feature like i'm not gonna give this away and then what are ours (laughs) hit us Um, up yeah
2: um for myself I would say like more recently my hands just because I feel like they've been like untainted by like external (laughs) beauty standards like I've never judged my hands like I've never looked at them and been like they're ugly like I've judged like other parts of my body like growing up so I feel like they're like almost like a pure part of my body that hasn't been like tainted almost with like conventional beauty standards. And recently I started doing this practice where I look at my hands and um, I kind of repeat to myself, like you have the power to create the happiness you desire, it is in your hands. And it's just having that visual reminder like literally of my hands and just like being reminded of the beauty that can be created by my hands um so recently i would say that's my favorite kind of beauty feature and then uh, when it comes to you girls um tk i always like loved your eyes i remember when we would travel to taiwan i was always like oh my god like you have like these like cat eye like eyes which i thought like looked so good with like eyeliner i just like loved how it would like shape your eyes and it just looked very like precise and like i just really liked how like when you put on eyelashes for you like it just really made your eyes like pop in a way that it didn't for me (laughs) because i remember when i put eyelashes sometimes like it made me look almost like an anime character (laughs) whereas like for you it looks so chic and i was like man i wish i had tiki's eyes um and also like very toned abs i was like I need to be fit like TK. Whenever you wear like shirts and stuff, I'm like, oh, your like stomach looks so flat. And like, I know like you work out and like do weights. And it's just something that I was like, oh, that's so pretty. Like your waistline. (laughs) So, yeah, those are all the features I admired about you. Um, And then Yuna, I would say like, yeah, the heart shaped face. Uh, and definitely the dimples. I mean, come on, <laughs> jaw dropper. Like having the dimples. Always thought they were really cute. Um, and yeah, just. Uh, but I guess again to mirror what TK said, like most of all, obviously love that we have this podcast to so kind of um, share ideas and thoughts, and and there's beauty in that. How about you, Yuna?
1: Oh, you girls were just so. Oh my God, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um just just tell us that you're gonna date us. That's all we need. Yeah. To know. yeah. <laughs> Who needs guys? Like, are we dating now? <laughs> <Threesome>? <laughs> um Day one, day, day
1: one. one day one, day <laughs> one. Yeah, um I would have to say like for myself, I do
2: like my dimples. So cute. <laughs> I feel like it's such a unique feature to you because not a lot of people I know have like dimples.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, um, like it's one area of like my body and my face where I don't really have to try. Like, I don't have to put makeup on my dimples or, you know, try (laughs) hard (laughs) in that way. And I sometimes like don't notice it. And then, like, time to time, like people will point it out as like something that is like a feature. So my dimples and then for Ellie I always thought that you had like the prettiest Asian nose that I've ever seen like they're so oh, like perfectly proportioned and like they're not too big not too small just like really straight and like very symmetrical and you just like have like such a nice like side profile I always thought like you f- your photos look so nice like from the side um, and you also you know like I don't know like if it's because like you're a physio but like you have like such good like posture and like it just always makes you look very like confident and like very like graceful so that's something that i've always admired about you
2: thanks girly
1: yeah and then for tk um i've always thought that you have like the nicest skin i don't know your skin is like so like porcelain uh, foundation girl <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know is it always foundation because i feel like sometimes you're not wearing makeup like it still looks good without water. makeup
2: girl <laughs> <laughs> It's I've uh, seen
1: you
0: without
2: makeup. It still looks good. <laughs> like, I don't
0: know. I have a lot of acne scars, so I try to cover it up as much as I can. But oh. it's the it's the foundation, the setting spray, and the setting powder. Mm. Okay. I mastered the combination, probably. Maybe I could steal those from you. Share <laughs> yeah. your secrets.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing. It was funny because, like, you mentioned your arms, like i think like i didn't pay as much attention to your arms but i always thought that you had like such nice shoulders like they're very like defined but like they're not like um harsh like they're feminine but like i don't know they're just like
2: very hot (laughs) 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 i always thought tk's shoulders were very like dainty and like almost like fairy like
0: Yeah, but like they'll have sh- like
2: grow wings and they'll just like bleed away.
0: <laughs> my my shoulders give me um a headache sometimes because it's very like it's not broad enough that if I put like a mm. bag, like they just keep all oh, they Jumping. fall. The bag falls off. <laughs> oh my
1: god! So they're beautiful but not functional. <laughs> they're,
0: not, they're not functional at oh, all. No. <laughs> so I I prefer like backpacks because I can actually run with it or like I would have to put like a crossbody or something oh so I can god. actually like run. But if I just have it like a tote bag or something, like no way, it's just coming right down. That's
1: so funny! Oh my, oh my god. goodness! I would have. <laughs> no idea and i would gladly trade um you for those shoulders because mine are like not like that and you can have them <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll just trade body
1: parts call it day one yeah um but of course like overall the thing that i love the most about us is i think for me it's like something that really strikes me as being really precious is like how genuine we are with each other and also like our conscientiousness like how hard we work and i know like how much work like you put into it and keep each other accountable and i think that's something that you know is truly beautiful although not visible to the eye like that dedication yeah
0: oh look at us at close to 9 p.m. sharing all these fine yeah lovable <laughs> words yes and I'm in that cry, cry. You know,
2: <laughs> I know um so before we go off in a cry fest <laughs> let's uh why don't we finish off for our audience today in a one-liner wrap-up of kind of uh, our takeaways or takeaway points uh from from today's podcast do you want to yes. start tk
0: Yeah, so I would say a one-liner that I would want to share with our listeners is that true beauty really starts from within.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun. And my one-liner is beauty is what radiates when you're comfortable in your own skin. Mm,
1: I like that. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: For me, I think it's um, accept and cherish your own unique beauty with intention because oh my god it has to be a one-liner but okay because <laughs> <laughs> intention is everything and like just when we we're talking about like how like when i was coming from the place of like oh i need to like i'm not enough therefore i have to like do all this stuff in order to get to a standard that was an intention that was very painful and like bur- burdensome to carry um, and, th- and it did not feel good but when I changed my intention to, like, oh, like beauty is fun, like it's play, it's creative, um, mm. then it just became a lot lighter and actually, you know, enjoyable and happy. So that's I my really
2: that. long one liner. <laughs> <laughs> can always trust on Yuna for the super long one liners I just go it off. It turned into know. a paragraph.
1: <laughs> my just brain, like, goes in a million different directions, but. Well, that's a wrap. Yeah. So, we really appreciate you, our listeners, for tuning into today's episode, um, listening to our personal experiences of beauty. And in our next episode, this conversation on beauty and image will continue with sort of a wider angle on the forces that shape the beauty ideals in our culture, such as gender and like social status and the way it manifests in our society so tune in for our next episode as well thanks everyone thanks